Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. Um, I am going to interview someone later today, officially, and that will be something that is available next week. But I really, really felt like, oh, okay, I really want to talk to you about this today. So what I want to do is go like sort of really deep <laughs> into my own personal, like ah, the things that make me scared and then bring it back to um, what that means for um, for you, for your life, for your way of being in the world. And I want to be an advocate for a different way of being in the world. And I didn't even pick a title yet because until this like comes out and it very much wants to come out, um, it doesn't have a title. And so we're playing with not knowing where it goes. So if I cry, stick with me. Um, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm learning. And so there's no need to feel like you have to save me or help me or um, I'm okay. And I want to share this with you in real time because there's no way that, that, that I'm the only person being affected by this. There's just no way that that's not possible. We're not talking about like I have a giraffe that breaks into my house and steals my Guns N' Roses records. Like that would definitely be like an only you problem. <laughs> We're talking about a universal, and so I want to go into the universal space. And I want to notice um, and then bring, fly you above my own terror into the reasons that I do what I do. And that's enough rambling to begin. So as I've been um, typing lately, so I've been, I write, you know, all the time, a little less lately. And as I'm writing, even as I'm um, finalizing the emails that are going to go out for space, which is the new class to help you break up with busy and break up with your phone. Um, there was a point this weekend when I was working on it and sometimes I misspell words, which is a new thing. And that was alarming. Let's say nine months ago, that was my first clue that something was really wrong. And then I went exploring like what is really wrong. Um, and, and found uh, a doctor to help me sort of start working on that. And you're going to meet her next week. But there's also that like a new level of a thing, which is in my brain, um, I've never switched words before. So if I need, if I want to write like of the staircase, when I'm thinking it, I'll think of the staircase and write of the staircase. And this weekend, uh, as I was typing, I wrote staircase of the, that might be a very innocuous thing 
to a person who is, I don't know, to anybody but me, maybe. <laughs> but to me, it was like, not only am I not making progress in a forward direction with reclaiming my ability to, um, to spell words correctly via all of my health tactics, because my health is basically a part-time job. I'm actually like, that's, I'm catching a misfire and that's alarming because what does that mean? So the whole reason that I'm doing space is because these are the practices that I've put in place and I'm in order to keep me away from my phone because I've noticed that for me, uh, when I decrease screen usage, I also have decreased amounts of, um, of things like spelling errors and of just sort of brain fatigue and fog and generally finding that words are difficult to bring to mind. And even that pause there, like that difficult to pause, bring to mind, that was not intentional. That was my words are not as fast as they were, let's say two years ago. And that is alarming, but that's also something that I can be like, well, it's just getting old. But like, I'm not 90. Okay, maybe at 90, that's a thing. Um, but I'm going to say that that's directly tied to how much time do I spend with a screen every day? How much am I outdoors? I'm not as much in winter as in summer, clearly. Like, I'm not going to spend eight hours lying on a beach in the winter, right? Um and when I use screens too much, words are even more difficult to find. So if I use screens for nine hours, words are going to be even more difficult the next day than if I have used screens for less time. So space is not just about look your partner in the eye and, um, and social media is bad or, or whatever. It's also about like, <laughs> if there's any part of you that is prone to depression, to anxiety, to ennui, to jealousy, to melancholy, and to feeling like, why are we even here? Your screens are, go are going to exacerbate that big time. And if there's any part of you that feels your brain not doing what it used to be able to do, like if you're having more trouble paying attention to words or to reading comprehension than you used to, the phones actively rewire your brain and we have not evolved to do this work. And so if you can take a pause from your phone or just use your phone less, you're doing your body, your brain and your life a favor. So this is not to be like phones are bad and just break up with your phone forever. Actually, I have a thought about that because space which you can find at kristenkelp.com slash space. And it starts April 2nd. So this is all you're going to hear about it. Um, space is about just giving up a few things and playing and experimenting and find where the time sucks, where are the places that you just lose yourself. And then you're like, fuck, that happened again. And then playing with what's absolutely necessary about my phone and what can I give up? And then giving you tasks and experiments to do. It is not this. Okay. So this is, I love my doctor. Her name is Amy. And uh, she was like, I just need you to read this chapter in this book. And like, it's going to be a diet to go on uh, to help with your thyroid function. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I read it and I am not exaggerating in the slightest when I say that these are the things that I have been asked to give up. Ready? <laughs> Caffeine, sugar, gluten, grains, legumes, nightshades, which are tomato, eggplant, peppers, um, 
anything that I eat day in and day out. So like I have eggs for breakfast every morning, ergo eggs cannot be on the diet anymore. And anything that I eat for comfort, even if it's like one quarter of a banana, doesn't matter. All those things have to go. And if you're like, Kristen, what does that leave? The answer is that leaves fish, chicken, and vegetables. (laughs) So I, being very reasonable, swore at the book a lot and then talked to Amy and was like, "I, I can't. I can't. That's not a reasonable thing to expect to go from I eat many foods to now I eat fish and vegetables. And nuts. Oh, you get nuts. <laughs> and then the author of the book is like, you won't even miss it because you'll have so many spices that, and you can have olive oil and no, fuck you. Just come on. Come on. It's not reasonable to go from I eat many foods, including fruits, <laughs> to uh, yeah, no, you're not going to do those things. Just fruits and just, just like the occasional fruit as a treat. Okay. And, um, and fish and chicken and vegetables and literally every food that you eat day in and day out, even if it's avocado or banana, you also can't have that. That's not reasonable. That's not sustainable. And that's not what I'm asking you to do in space. Just to be clear, I want you to play with some things and I want you to play with when is my phone vital and useful and helpful hint GPS navigation is when it's the most useful. And when is it just sucking up my time? Hint, holy shit, Instagram is a time suck. So an example of an experiment that we could do is to give up Instagram for 48 hours. And what I mean is just delete it from your phone. That does not delete your account. I mean that it's deleted from your phone. So this weekend, I deleted it. And guess what? I had to find other things to do because Instagram, even when I don't mean for it to be a time suck, it's just like, whoop, here are people that I love doing things. Oh my God. Right? And then we lose a bunch of time and we're like, shit, where did that go? Shit. Another example is to delete email from your phone on the weekend or on two days in a row when you are not like absolutely sure that you need to be checking your email. And if you're like, I need to check my email every day, twice a day for the rest of my life, I'm going to remind you that you are not the president or the chief of staff, and that's probably not the case. And if it's that urgent, they're probably going to text you. They're not just going to email you. If it's like, holy shit, Mayday, the nuclear house is melting down. Also, now there's a nuclear house because words are hard. (laughs) Right. If there's a Chernobyl-like situation, somebody will text or call. They're not just going to email very casually, right? So what if... For the weekend or for the next 24 hours, you just delete Instagram and you delete email from your phone. So if you check email, you're checking it in a place where you're ready to respond to it and you have an actual keyboard, not a fake screen keyboard. That's all I'm asking. And you can play with, how does that feel? Does that feel fantastic? Is that terrible? Because I think what you'll find is that there's a quality of communication that will return to you that might be gone. That the to- if I'm on the toilet answering an email, that is not going to get the same quality of response as if I am sitting at my desk with my coffee, with my candle lit, with my flowers on my table, um, taking in the fullness of the message and then responding immediately versus reading through it somewhere and then responding to it a bunch of hours later or days later. It's like the difference between when you take a two-minute shower because you're just like, oh my God, I just have to just hop in, hop out, I'm so busy, right? 
And when you take that long shower and you get to, if you're, if you subscribe to shaving, you shave whatever needs to be shaved and you moisturize and you shampoo and you condition and you use all the products in the shower and you return to your body into some kind of peace and your amygdala stops freaking out. Like you just, it all gets soothed. There's a softening and there's a deepening that comes to you in the shower that is not capable of being there if you're in and out in two minutes and you're just just rushing to the next thing. Space is advocating for that in most parts of your life, but especially with your phone, that if you can commit to just a little better level of communication and just a little less scrolling and just a little more face-to-face time with people you love, that you're going to come to a better quality of life way deep down in. Like, I want you to have the half an hour shower feeling when you are engaging with screens because the two minute shower feeling is not the best. Another way to look at it, uh, Bear and I had this really interesting conversation about the masculine and the feminine. And the masculine, especially in today's society, is all about productivity and productivity and productivity. You go out, you earn, and then you earn, and then you earn, and you earn, and you earn, and you provide. And that is your job. And the feminine goes much toward like presence. And are you just here with me? Are you present in whatever we're doing? Are you just, can you just be with me? And at both ends of the spectrum, they get really extreme and weird. But what if the whole of society is skewed toward productivity, which means that the whole of society is skewed toward the masculine in particular with this president, I would argue the toxic masculine. And what if you can just reclaim that from like, okay, I don't have to be productive with my screen all the time. And I don't have to just sink into it to escape completely. I can come back to presence in my own life. Whether you identify as male, female, or anything on the spectrum, doesn't matter. It's I'm talking about the quality of attention that is masculine and the quality of attention that is feminine. Because the feminine can enter into a conversation and not have to have it go anywhere. And the masculine in a conversation, particularly when it gets to be slightly toxic, is, okay, what, 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 just get to it. That quality is pushed even harder by screens. And so can we come back to a place of, I'm going to read a book. I'm going to read a magazine. I'm going to put my phone in another room. I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm going to put my phone in Do Not Disturb. I'm not going to do social media for a few hours or days. I'm not going to check my email from my phone. Can we come back to a softer place? And I want you to be there with me because I've said, like, when I lose words and as I seem to lose more words, the only thing that sort of turns the tide for moments at a time is um, to take fire cider, to take, to be really careful about my food intake and also to extremely, extremely be cautious and wary around my screen usage. So this is a hundred percent personal. I've had to do all of these things and I continue to do them and it continues to not be easy and I continue to do them. And it's a hundred percent universal about, we don't have to let screens rule our lives. We don't have to be people who stick our faces in screens all day. It's a choice and we can choose to do it differently. We can choose to be present for our lives and often being present means being without a screen, in particular a phone. We can do those things. 
we can stop making spelling errors by letting our brain just have a break for a second. And we can ease ourselves away from the, the really negative feelings in the human spectrum quite easily when we just stop with the phones and do something else that's life-giving. And then we can cultivate the life-giving aspects of our phones. So when I deliver breath work to you, you're going to use your phone to do it. And when I watch yoga videos with Anna Forrest, I'm doing it on my phone. So I'm not saying phones are bad, phones are wrong, get a dumb phone, give up phones forever. That's not the point. The point is, where can your phone be truly life-giving? Can you sink further into that? And where is your phone taking your life, literally or metaphorically? Where is it feeding into jealousy or perfectionism or feeling defeated or not starting because you need to do more research or feeling bad about what you're feeling because of Instagram or perfection porn or just generally feeding patterns that aren't healthy? We're going to look into all of those things. And then we're just going to make simple, 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 simple changes. And if any of them are too hard, like giving up dairy and gluten and sugar and caffeine and legumes and grains, and if any of them are too hard, <laughs> then you just skip that day. It is not the end of the world. The point is progress. The point is not perfection. So we start April 2nd. It's called Space, Break Up With Busy, and Quit Your Phone Habit. Um, I would love to see you there. You can find more details at kristenkelp.com space. But the gist is you get one email every day for 21 days, and there's an action to take within that email. There's also science in that email. And in many cases, there's gold star extra credit in which you report back to me what you've done and how it's going so that you, my overachieving friends, can, um, can earn a little bit of extra credit, get your gold star, and move on with your day. The cost for this is $69 because one, it's funny, and two, based on um, everything I know about humanity and how much we love our phones, if you're not paying for this, you're much less likely to do it. And I want you to do it so that you have to have some skin in the game. And in this case, it's monetary skin in the game to take this seriously and to change. You are welcome to do this with a partner. So you buy one, you email me to say, hey, also my partner wants to do this with me. Fantastic. Because doing this with a partner, particularly someone who lives with you, means that you will both be committed to doing the things, trying the things, and then you can entertain each other when you don't have access to your screens for four to five to six hours a day. You know what I mean? It's better to do it with a partner. So all you've got to do is email me once you purchase to tell me your partner's name and email address and bada bing, bada boom, we will make it happen. So fantastic for partners, fantastic for solos, fantastic for accountability. And then you can play with what does it feel like to use your phone as a life-giving force, not as a time suck or a soul suck. That's what I want to find out. If you have any questions, I'm at k at kristenkelp.com. And uh, we, will, we will get through the losing of the words and all the things that screens can do to us together. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week with my personal personal, personal um, doctor. And she's amazing and wonderful. And she's helping me tremendously during this whole like thyroid slash brain slash terror situation that's happening. Okay. So I'll see you next week. Bye.
Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.